we're all good. Gucci. Everyone's actually, Gucci. yeah, I'm the levels. Feeling good? Levels. Everybody feel everyone have levels. I have a beanie on, so I'm gonna turn on my feet. Mm. Uh-huh. Can turn up my cans. No, I'm good. I'm good at Cans? Good cans. Okay. Good cans. Cans are cans? Can check? How's everyone's cans? Cans. I've got good cans. Good cans. All right. Welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast, the number one podcast on the internet for all things Match of the Gathering and Dr. Pepper. You know what time it is. The doctor's orders. Listen into Mock Stars Podcast. Check out our link tree below for links to everything. Uh, my name's Chris Ritter. I'm here with my two friends, uh, Jordan. Yo, what's up? And Evan. Mock Stars Podcast? My, yeah, that's what we're doing. Nice. Got it, bud. Hell yeah. Welcome uh, back, dude. Uh, yeah, I've been gone for a little bit. Uh, I don't think we've seen each other physically in person for like over a month. I'm That's pretty crazy sure. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe two weeks because that was the podcast we had to account for. But no, it was definitely about mm. a full month. Mm. We I mean, missed you. Oh, guys. Welcome what? back. Welcome back. Well, you had Kyle. Kyle uh, did great. I'm Kyle listening. did great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super, like, super appreciated. Shout out, Kyle. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's great to have the Mock Stars back. Yeah, the boys are back. The boys are back. All right, and we are, uh, we're tightening up. We're going to do a quick mailbag, and then we're talking about product fatigue. Uh, we're tired of this shit, so let's just get to it. Right? We know you it's, are, too. Yeah. It's like a, a subject that nobody wants to bite the hand that feeds, but currently there's no hand feeding us, so we're going to talk about it with no remorse. That's right. Pay us to shut us up. FedEx Print Shop's been feeding me, baby. Yeah, until the cease and desist order comes through the mail. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, let's get into the or, mail. Let's get it. Or through the comment section because Ooh, yeah, the Wizards of the Coast will win a free sticker if they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's claimed that free sticker. All you have to do is comment down below. <laughs> Please, guys. We, we want to send you this sticker. All right, guys. Ryan. Uh, mailbag. We all got shit this week, so let's talk about it. Chris, yeah. what'd you get? I got uh, two of the uh, Phyrexia Complete Bundles. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, I got pretty good value out of them. Besides the Oil Slick Lands, uh, my Oil Slick Mythics for both of them were actually Vraska Betrayal Sting and uh, the Sword of Forge and Frontier. For both of them? The exact same pulls in both, somehow. Uh, (laughs) The fuck? Yeah, that's wild. Super, super random. Um, Or is it? I don't know. I, I mean, they were both from Amazon. Um, they both arrived in the same package. Uh, but that is that is super random. That's just RNG. Just sometimes it happens, I yeah. feel, feel like. Uh, you know, had some decent pulls. Pulled uh, an Alice Norn. Pulled a few, uh, you know, a couple other things. Probably like, you know, $250, $200 value mm-hmm. boxes. Yes. What was that raising foil? Oh, the Vraska, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's going for a lot. Yeah, 50. 50 apiece. The Sword and Vraska are both 50. Hell yes. I haven't seen any in person because, like, I've just been so curious. I've been running around different shops just being like, hey, do you guys have any of this stuff in stock yet? And they're like, "Uh, no, we actually didn't keep any of it for ourselves. We sold all the product. So I haven't been able to see it in person. You have it on you today, right? I don't actually have any of it on me besides the step and complete foil Elish Norn. Oh, uh, I do want to peep that. Oh, it's got Uh, the it's got the actual foiling on it. Yeah, (laughs) it's sick. It's really sick. Ooh, yeah, shit. Um, it's hot. So I actually I wanted one of the Junji Ito guys to pull one of those. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's still pretty sweet. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I got for mailbag. Uh, you know, I've been buying singles like a fiend off TCG player lately, uh, cause I'm building a new deck that we're going to do a deck tech workshop on at some point. Stay freaking do. Uh, but that all depends on the United States postal service. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's where we're at on that. That, that is the extent of my mailbag. That's pretty sweet. I mean, yeah. I've been seeing people are selling out everywhere on these things. So getting, yeah. you know, two, you, I know you pre-ordered them a long time ago. Yeah, I, I yeah, uh, it was cool. It was cool. They arrived uh, actually today, luckily, in time to open them before the podcast. Love it. And uh, you know, I just love opening packs. Felt good receiving them. The oil slick lands look really cool. You know, I don't know if I, I, I definitely don't hate the treatment. Uh, I like how the treatment looks on some cards. Like the Vraska looks really cool. I don't know if the sword looks that cool. Uh, I think across the board, the de- design on that sword on all arts is kind of... Yeah, it's kind of booty. Leaves me wanting. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at on that. Red. So when very, you rip, very cool. When you rip packs open, Yo. do, you, do you like sniff the air that comes out of them? No. Because <sighs> you're not a weirdo. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah>. Me either. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to breathe that pack air. <laughs> I just want to know what the oil slick ones smelled like, if they oh, smelled different. Man, no, but I think that's where COVID came from. Oh. You, don't want, you want none of that. <laughs> that's what's wrong with me. Yeah. All right, Evan, we both got some spicy mailbag stuff. What you got? I have made some great investments lately, and... What I've done is I've paid, kept my eyes on the market with this uh, whole completed complete edition bundle, like with the lands and everything like that. If you buy one complete edition, you get be- how many lands did you get out of each one? Uh, so it comes with two of each of the oil slick lands plus uh, two twenty packs of foil full art situations. Right, and so there aren't a lot of oil slick lands in each of the packs. Ten total. 10 total. Yes, sir. Right? So when I thought about that, $80 a bundle, um, I'm not going to spend that to get just the basic lands that I wanted. So I actually went out and I bought 10 of each. Mm-hmm. I got uh, paid about a little less than $4 for a majority of them. And okay. then I uh, spent a little over 5 for the swamps and a little over 4 for the plains. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, uh, yeah, so the... Mountain Island and Forest were all less than like sub four, which was great. I felt like that was a really great rate to like get those. So I'm actually waiting for those. They're in the mail. United States Postal Service failing me currently at the point. But I bought them all for my draft kit bundle. So or like so like when I go to the shop for a draft, I'm gonna have full oil slick. Ooh, like basic land. I love it. You got like, the draft yeah. kit. Yeah, yeah. The draft, draft kit finally's here. Finally put together. Jordan got his uh galaxy foiled uh unstable lands, and I like I thought that that's exactly what I wanted to do. And then the oil slicks were pre pre-selling for like hella cheap. Hella cheap. So I just went ahead, pulled the trigger on those, and that is what I got. Well, guess head. what, guys? I'm doing uh, Arabian Nights Mountains for my oh, draft snap. So, nice. so eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, it's super sweet having like the full draft kit, those lands like, oh, man. like I just remember when I went to the Phyrexia OB1 uh, pre-release. I didn't even give a shit that my deck sucked. Like my lands just look so fucking good. The lands were drooling over your lands. Yeah, and, like every person I played against was like, "Wow!" And that's exactly what you're going to be feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the oil slicks are cool. I actually really like the Phyrexian language full arts. I think those look really great. Totally. I think yeah. a lot, I think across the board they did a really good job with those. 
Speaking of, we uh, met one of the artists who did uh, the Phyrexian uh, Panorama Lands. Yeah, not the full arts, but the Panorama Lands. Yeah. Uh, shit, dude. I wish I knew her name right now. Elena Danner. Elena Danner. Shout out. King Shout of Research Evan on the trail. <laughs> it was great to meet Mucha you at Comic-Con this past week. Yes, yeah, so we met her at Comic-Con. And uh, for those that don't know, she was the creator of the Jeweled Lotus artwork. Uh, so we ran down, got our shit signed, uh, and we also got Matt's signed. So we, Evan and I both have signed jeweled lotuses now. Lotai. Jeweled Lotai. In lotus foil. field of... Wow. <laughs> yeah. A jeweled lotus field. A field of jeweled Lotai. Ooh. Uh, love to One day they're going to print a jeweled lotus field, right? What does that card do? Something Jesus positive. Christ. Uh, Sacrifice two, Sac- two jeweled lotus. Sacrifice your commander. <laughs> yeah. get, get mana equal to. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fucking sick. There's actually a couple other uh, magic artists there. It was great. We had like the guy that Drannith Magistrate and Tyler Jacobson. He's a god. Evan was swooning because he loves Hepatra. So it was really, really fun. Really fun. I was not expecting there to be really any magic kind of stuff going on, but uh, there was a like I think like six or so. So it was cool getting some cards signed. I actually never had done that in person. I've never been to like a magic con or anything. So these, yeah, these are like two artists that like I, I I've been wanting to like meet them for so long to like have shit signed by them for so long, and finally like got there. I stood in front of Tyler Jacobson, almost speechless. It's just like I worship the ground you walk on. <laughs> And it was just a such really, an intense reaction for an artist. Yeah. It was such a cool experience. I don't know. It's just uh, maybe I've never met a celebrity in real life, and I felt like that's as close <laughs> as I've ever gotten. <laughs> okay. Uh, regardless, we all got some cool, shiny shit this week, and uh, yeah, where it leads perfectly into our main discussion point of product fatigue. We hate buying product. Yeah, yeah. we were just talking we're about so how much product we we're buying. Yeah. <laughs> very toxic yes uh but it's true it's real i mean i think i don't think anybody's gonna be surprised by this topic like it is insane insane pure insanity what's been cranked out the last two years of just like force feeding us product and you know special product and reprints and you know fancy reprints and fancy reprint product specials like i think we can just be as blatantly honest as as possible here because if we're not then it almost feels like sugarcoating it where it's like i i'm gonna be honest i don't feel motivated to play the game at all that's all the time because of how much product has been coming out i still love this game my ear is still to the ground for like like leaks releases like information anything that might like help my decks or help my strategies or promote things like i'm still like looking for that right but i'm not out there like fawning like over product like secret layers mm-hmm. i feel like the secret layer sales have to be in the freaking gutter right now yeah this uh this past drop did not pop off for me uh you know yeah. nothing in there that nope i truly loved mm-hmm. you know like you um, look back to the early days of secret layer and i was like god there's some great value that i missed out on like i would have bought all of the theros god packs and everything like that they're just not making shit like that anymore they're like we put too much value in these for some reason even though it's just a fucking card and so now we have to put one decent card in there and then four garbage cards and we'll make that $40. Right. It's it almost feels like that's the formula that it has become the formula. Yeah, that they've like come up with where they're like um they'll buy this, right? Put it out. I mean, we uh, messed up by buying it. 
true. We, but we reinforce. We gave him positive reinforcement. <laughs> like I think the like the best value I've seen in a while is like the Kellogg's Loop uh, Mystic Remora drop, where you got cool things like Utopia Sprawl and like Retreat to Coral mm-hmm. Helm. All those cards had like you know decent value. They all I had like the, mid range value. The Just Add Milk set was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, there have been yes. some great sets, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But I think just in general, like what you said, that formula it's just it fucking sucks and it's not exciting and like when i see drops and it's just that six times but wait you can get the foil foil non-foil non-foil bundle for just 750 dollars and you're like look at all these terrible magic cards you could own yeah like i just don't see any value in it i don't even like care to like look through these and see what deals i can get like there's just more often than not there's just not the value there for yeah me. a lot of something doesn't necessarily mean that it's good stuff right yeah. right in all these sets they've all they've done over the past like two years all these sets they've just looked and they said well if we order offer a wider variety of products maybe we'll hit more demographics and it's just gotten to the point where they're like it's so frequent and it's so wide that it's like it's really just draining my batteries here because like 22 versions of Elish Norn should not exist, yeah. right? Of the single one yeah. from Phyrexia, all will be one. Like it's, it's a lot. It's, uh, it's it just really, it just drains me as far as like what I'm looking for. I really want the coolest version and I can get the one that I want. It's, you know, if willing price willing, but it's, now you just have 22 to choose from. Yeah, now you have 22 to choose from, and you just never know what you're going to get when you open a pack. Yeah. I don't know. It's just become the the market is so ravenous and also just doesn't know how to keep up with this unprecedented unprecedented amount of product. Like, TCG Player and Card Kingdom, like, techs must be going insane, like, constantly reformulating their, you know, organizing. Like, every single set is different, and what products come with it are different. Yeah, yeah. Not just the number of variants, but the variation among variants. Like, (laughs) you know, like, it's not even like every set has its own unique stylings. It's, you know, there, what is, what is Phyrexia all will be up? one have step and complete oil slicks uh is right. there a third treatment that's unique to uh, raised ink set? is raised yeah, ink yeah, foil. yeah 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 uh, so uh, there's just so much going on versus you know and then going back to like neon kamigawa which had its you know anime art series it, it had uh, you know some neon ink variants it had this and this and this it's just more and more and more and the philosophy of hasbro wizards of the coast just seems to be like more just that just more is more without thinking about uh what is the value of any of it like right you're not looking at the value of the product you're putting out and the value it adds to the product you've been putting out for decades it just makes for a really unstable secondary market which i totally totally agree here with like card kingdom they have to be ripping their hair out just like trying to keep up with it they're like with how unstable things are like they have been a giant amongst like distributors. They're like the single largest distributor in the nation for a reason, because uh, you know, you can say that their quality of shipping is great and everything like that. But can you imagine being the person setting the prices for pre presale? I just like just set it high because literally will fucking pay for it. You know, we're three weeks out. Everything's $80. We'll figure it out in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait till the market settles down. We'll look at it then. But until then people are just going to buy from us because we're car kingdom. You know, yep. TCG player being an individual seller, it's like, again, got to be nerve wracking be like, am I going to make this sale or am I going to be look like a fool because I'm taken advantage of? Well, I just don't even understand how you confidently be a trader like nowadays and a seller uh, and a buyer nowadays. Like 
we used to have our own process for, you know, when to get the best deal on a card. How long to sit on it? Maybe what do you trade it for? You target, you know, modern staples. So I'll sell or trade a few cards, get one card, sell back to Cartagena for a hundred bucks. I made a few dollars, right? whatever. We just can't do that anymore. And I don't do that anymore because I just can't trust a set coming out because the pre-orders are $80. So like, there's no way it's going to maintain $80. Yeah. It's going to drop. I don't know. It, it seems like they're... I, the creator of the product is taking like a like a Hulk smash approach to the secondary market and just constantly disrupting it whether it be through just like uh, this deluge of product or constant reprints of old staples and like just plummeting values of certain things in, for collectors you know anything that's not on the reserve list they're just going to reprint into the ground with new treatments yeah yeah until and then the reserve list will get you know and they're gonna find a way around it 100 they're, or they're just gonna abandon it one day and say just like uh, everything they're doing right now is just them leading up to saying hey uh the market has shown that actually like players want this from us they you know only some people care about the reserve list the general market wants us to reprint all this stuff so we kind of have to do it you know, we're yeah. a business. We have to we have to sell the product that people want to buy. They definitely had you know? meetings of how do we get around reserve list. Yeah. I know for a fact. It's a constant. It started with Magic Thirty. It's a constant conversation. It's like whenever like Maro gets on Mark Rosewater gets on to do a Q and A on his blog. It's like when is the reserve list being abolished? You know, that's constant. They're constantly being poked like for it to like decide when is the right time for it and how do they uh work through the legalities of the whole thing but overall like part of my fatigue is i generally i generally did enjoy like looking at the market and seeing how cards would rise and fall and it would give me a good uh insight into how the competitive formats were playing out you know because a card that is highly sought after would rise in price and now we're just seeing like different printings of foils like determining um like the markets and like mm -hmm. commander has changed a lot so it, it's really hard to like pin down what is going to be expensive or is going to be value so as someone who uh, doesn't want to buy and rip open product because that's just not who I am as a player trying to buy things on the secondary market just seems impossible at this point. So what am I going to do? That's leading right. me directly to proxy land. So like, yeah. if I can't immediately determine what that, what value a card is going to hold long, like longevity wise, it doesn't make me want to invest in that product. Yeah. That's so, a very well said. Yeah. Like Kyle just built Elishnorn and he's like, what are you going to do? Go out and spend $80 on just your commander. And he said, I don't even want to play this deck anymore. Right. Uh, so I'm just going to rip it apart. Luckily he proxied the whole thing. So, I mean, that's the best thing that proxying can do for you is build a deck. You have a $13 investment on the whole thing, including sleeves, you know? And it's like, it doesn't work out just like it did didn't work out for me with Atraxa. I didn't have to spend eight hundred dollars to like make it a one time appearance for Atraxa. Yeah, find that lesson out. Yeah, so I think that's like really the absurdity in the secondary market at the point with this product fatigue is like they reprinted Atraxa how many times in the last three years? Like maybe four times. Double mm -hmm. Masters had multiple versions, and then now we're seeing it again um, <clears throat> here with uh, the March of Machines variants and stuff like that. Uh, but the card has skyrocketed. The base variant for Atraxa right now is $80. Like, it used to, used to be able to get it for $35. Great. If I'd bought it at $35 and now I'm looking at an $80 card, awesome. Right? I would feel much better about it. But anybody 
who is realistically looking to enter the game like new or old players trying to get back into commander it just is not realistic unless you're looking at a six-figure paycheck right that's what i was gonna say is like how how does a new player get into commander from like not having any cards how are you like let's get you a deck let's get started all my friends are playing commander i want to play commander the barrier to entry used to be a 30 dollar commander deck that was kind of uh you know, the power level was more friendly to whatever the precon would be. Mm-hmm. And now the barrier to entry is probably like a $60 investment at a minimum, you know, kind of mm-hmm. doubling that, you know, not just with the precon uh, increasing in price, but like certain staples that you're just going to need to get off the bat yeah. to have any fun in the format whatever power level you're playing you know? right for sure and like yeah it is great that the commander decks come out all the time the pre-con so you can get it off the ground with for 40 bucks 45 bucks or whatever but yeah i mean the second you start playing with anybody who's not playing with pre-cons you're gonna realize that you want other cards all yeah. those staples you don't have ristic study because they never put anything of value in these decks like actual meaningful reprints upgrade like your lands bond uh, lands yes yeah yeah yeah, why not just put a gas mana base in every one of these? I just don't understand. It doesn't make it's sense like to this Every point. new player, boom, there you go. You got a dual land, out the gate, shock land, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like reprinting the shit out of those bond lands is pure upside. Oh, the you battle bond ones? Like yeah. If you have, yeah, especially if you're just commander-focused. Commander? 100%. Yeah, of course. Why not? Why are they $40? Their yeah. wording is exclusive to commander. Yeah. Like multiplayer format. And it's like... It is just insane to me. I, I sit here and I wonder, how do other games do it? How do they like keep the product? Like, How do they keep the value train going with their product? For some reason, this whole like print everything into the ground strategy with Wizards of the Coast is not working. Like, Because they're not printing the right things. They're not printing yeah. things properly. They keep coming out with new shit instead of reprinting the things that actually matter and the things that people want. It's almost like this product fatigue is uh, the result of the trap of new, like sort of like you're trying to convince someone to get into magic, right? And you're like, go out and get this commander deck and they get it. And they realize the mana base is absolutely trash. It is garbage. They can't even play the game. And so what do you look at? You look at the secondary market and you go, well, uh, as an experienced player, I can tell you, you're going to want these bond lands. You're probably going to want fetch lands and you're probably going to want some shock lands. So you can have something to search for basic lands just aren't going to do it for you, my guy. And then all of a sudden, that new player is looking at a $400 investment, right. just not even talking about upgrading the creatures or like anything else in the deck. And it feels like it's a, it's a, like a trap. It used to be fun to kind of bridge that gap because for, you know, used to be 60 to- bucks, you could gas up a precon and, you know, have some gas, do some cool shit. But yeah, no, it's like $60 gets you one card that you need. Yeah. And it's almost feeling like that barrier of entry is so large that. I don't want to bring new players into the game. Like, we're all ingrained in the game. We've been playing for a long time. I want people to see why I enjoy the game. I feel like when I explain it to people and I go out, hey, I love magic, and uh, I play it very frequently, and I have to explain to them, but it is an $800 <laughs> entry point. Hey, you want a fun <laughs> new hobby? Uh, that's just $2,200. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and then they have to start getting into this like uh, mental headspace where they have to like look at new product. When is the right time to buy? When, you know, and then they're just like, their wheels are turning. And they're just like, how do I keep up with this? Right. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine like when I was getting into it, you know, it was half the amount of products. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it was still a lot to keep up with and learning new cards and 
uh, kind of being able to like memorize stuff. And now I can only imagine if you're new and you're like, all right, just set after set after set plus secret layers and everything going on. Yeah, when you got in, it was like, let's let's rewind the clock a little bit. Let's get in a time machine. Let's go back to when you got into Magic and there was one commander set dropped yearly. Yeah, it's usually like four, yeah, three. Four or five decks, yeah. something like that. And then there was one set that would contribute to the standard rotation every three or four months. Right, you'd get usually four. I need a quarterly rotation. Yeah. No, yeah. that's what I need. That's I what think that's feels great. good. 100%. Yeah. Quarterly rotation and commander once a year. Yeah. Like, that is awesome. And if you want to do... Or even if they had commander decks twice a year like that would be so much better than with like, every set you get now you get a commander every other month yeah you get a full commander set and two on top of yes. every set plus you have secret layers bridging that gap you have additional products bridging that gap like it is just too much like there's no time to be excited about like i'm not excited for march of the machines like right now mm-hmm. even though some of the stuff looks sweet coming coming out just because it does like, look sweet i don't have any enthusiasm last well, i don't have like, anything in the tank anymore. that's supposed to be the culmination of this storyline that magic has been doing and also just like the culmination of all this product they've been releasing for the past couple of years and i feel nothing for it i got nothing well, i'm you're full get- and i'm out of cash yeah <laughs> you're gonna get four new commander decks you're gonna get a set booster release you're gonna get uh, new showcase foils for every th- every single legend collector boosters don't forget the collector's yeah, collect- boosters collector's boosters now we have uh, premium bundles now okay. we have premium fat packs a rare unique foil and uh, you're gonna have at least six different choices of foil to choose from in this particular set yeah it, it's it's just too much yeah it's yeah hard to keep up with and um i think what really it's great that we're having this conversation now because when the beetle and grim uh combination for secret lair did that like here be dragons drop they'd made ten thousand units and they sold out in less than two hours and i was lucky enough to get one and that's crazy yeah yeah like two hours wow right and like signing up for that um i was enlisted in the email chain for beetle and grim so like now i get you know all their product like emails and stuff like that which i want to keep up on because their product is great but then they announced this secret layer they're doing with the mental misstep the deck box for phyrexia all be one yep and i they're sending me so many emails saying like only seven thousand units made they're still available oh man <laughs> no one is buying the change it. of energy yeah from the customer base i'm sure they're feeling it it's and like they have to be feeling it two or three emails a day that i'm getting from them being like crazy only 24 bro. hours left and then when the 24 hour mark runs out they send me another email and they're like extending the sale and i'm like guys i'm not buying one. yeah you gotta like they there's just this rush to saturate the market as soon as they know it exists they're like oh there's customers there let's get yeah. them more product just to buy everyone acting like greedy pigs yeah. all at once and it so just, obviously yeah. blatantly with like just really no like regard for the customer base yeah. yeah no one's salary has shifted enough to accommodate this new influx of product you know like the average person isn't making 30,000 more dollars a year since the you know since this whole shift started happening right. no we got some free cash during covid and so we bought some magic cards and then hasbro went absolutely insane it's our yeah. fault we turned with, <laughs> we turned hasbro into a billion dollar company with a freaking magic cards yeah jeez this is i want to my last thought, I want to end it on a semi-positive note. Sure, this, sure. Is a little, this was not positive this, this whole time. But I think I we mean, had some very positive no, reflection. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally agree with everything we've said, 100%. And I just think 
proxying is great because it you know lets you opt out of this whole situation that it's kind of fucky while still enjoying the game and buy the cards you want to buy. So what this proxying allows you to do is just it gives you lets you choose when you want to opt in instead of having to opt out all the time. So mm-hmm. it lets you have the cash to buy the beetle and grim thing. It lets you buy, you know, that awesome just add milk secret layer drop. Like there is cool shit coming out in magic. I think we just need to slow down and not participate in everything and just buy the things that are actually genuinely fun for you. Yeah. To add on to that, my final thought is just, you don't need any of this shit. So exactly that slow down, just proxy the cards, proxy the cards. They play the same. As long as everyone's cool, they play the same. Yeah. Have the open conversation, blah, blah, blah. We have an episode on proxying, so I won't pitch it too much, but I just think like buy the, the things that are fun and don't, just don't opt in on all this bullshit because it's a bullshit. Yeah, and that is that tailors right into my final thought. If you are a player who is looking to proxy, and let's say you're not into proxies, please, please don't gatekeep other players who would like to proxy. Like they're trying to participate in the same hobby as you without spending right. as much money. Like or maybe like, just getting started in it. Yeah, you know? maybe they don't have the same. It's not wallet the card game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. We're here to Thank have fun. You. Thank you. Yeah. So everyone's there to have fun. Please don't gatekeep uh, people who who would like to proxy or who who are trying to get into the game by proxying. It's just a feels bad moment to definitely feel bad you know and we're just trying to like be an open and welcoming community yeah that and like i've seen that happen way back when i like i don't even know how you have that argument these days like you can't have proxies anymore or anywhere like how do you have that argument knowing how much a single decent deck is imagine how many talented players and creative like deck builders there would be had we not gatekeeped at some at a some at some point you know right yeah like how dare you save your money to have like a quality of life and like have nice things that aren't magic the gathering and pay your rent and things like that when you could just be making money for hasbro shareholders yeah. like don't you want to do that instead yeah like why are you simping for hasbro exactly like bro. it's just buy the cards you want don't buy all the cards that's my last thought and on that note, thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Mock Stars Podcast. Got real. You can find all of our, our socials, our links. Be sure to subscribe uh, below. Hit the thumbs up. Hit that bell for notifications for when new episodes drop. And please, please leave a comment on your thoughts for this episode. You could if, win a sticker. If you do, you could win a Mock Stars sticker. Oh, my God. And we, we love you. We Good will night. We will pay the postage. All right, y'all. This has been the Mock Stars Podcast. It's been real. Peace. Deuces.